Welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook, and I have good news and bad news. Let's start with the bad news. The bad news is that it's retrograde season. The good news is also that it's retrograde season. So this episode is going to be all about the seven planets that we have going retrograde, beginning their retrograde over the next like three months. We're going to talk about all of them and what they sort of all mean collectively. You can consider this a retrograde special. So around this time of year, this is actually common that we have so many planets going retrograde around this time of year. So we're going to talk about the Vedic astrology of all of these retrogrades, uh, how that plays out Ayurvedically. And of course, we will finish with yoga practices and journal prompts to help you best work with This energy, because I think retrogrades get a lot of hype for being bad. Like jokingly, that's the good news and the bad news that it's retrograde season because it's bad news. A a lot of folks are a little bit like scared of retrogrades. They seem a little bit, um, I don't know, I guess scary. Like, oh no, everything's going to go wrong. Everything's going to go haywire. But the good news is that that offers an opportunity to um, really kind of see where your weaknesses are in like whatever area of life, which we'll talk about, um, when we talk about all the particulars of what exactly is going retrograde and where we'll talk about how to figure that out. But it's, you know, a lot of folks talk about, they want to like lean more into their strengths and that's good, but retrogrades give us a chance to highlight sort of like our weaknesses and our plans and our Um, way that we're approaching things and gives us a chance to really bolster against that, which only improves our strengths by turning some weaknesses into strengths. And so we'll talk about how to do that with your yoga practice and journal prompts for reflection, because that's what a Yogi Scope is. You're listening to the Yogi Scopes podcast, where every week we talk about yoga practices and journal prompts for the current Vedic astrology. So using the sidereal zodiac, consider it like a weather report for the current energies and how we can harness that in our practices. So like I said, I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. Welcome. If you don't know much about Vedic astrology, I recommend grabbing your birth chart from my website. You can go to yogiscopes.com slash chart and start diving into your birth chart. I have a little handy free worksheet there called the birth chart decoder that will help you understand because I'm going to be talking about, um, like what every episode I talk about what's happening, what planet is doing what and what sign and to know how more specifically how that will apply to you. You'll want to grab that birth chart decoder so that you can, um, it'll help you decipher like what house that sign is in. And then you can spend some time with Dr. Google and maybe Google about that house and, and kind of figure out what area of life that is. So you can see what the energies, so whatever I talk about on the podcast is a more collective energy of, you know, the planet in whatever sign. And if you find out what sign that house is in for you or what house that sign is in for you, um, that's when you'll know where, what area of your life is being most impacted by anything I talk about on the podcast. Or you can also join the membership where I just tell you if you want it. So the the birth chart decoder is like a, a DIY option, or you can join the Yogi Scopes membership. It's always linked in the show notes if you want to find out details to um, get extra help where I'll just like tell you what area of life and, and do's and don'ts based on everything that I talk about on the podcast every week. So let's talk about all the planets that are going retrograde. We just recently had a Mercury retrograde. It's over now. 
thankfully, um, it ended. And then, but we actually, we, we have two more this year. So Mercury retrograde tends to get like the most hype of all of them. It's the one that I hear even people that have like almost no interest in astrology at all, or people that like to jokingly like talk crap about astrology. Even they talk about Mercury retrograde and seem to notice its effects. And so, um, we'll talk about that too, why the Mercury retrograde is so noticeable, but other than that, we already have Pluto went retrograde on May 1st. So I mentioned that on the May Outlook episode. I don't think that's the hugest of deals. And also, by the way, here I go. I'm just going to list the dates for um, all the retrogrades. And then we'll talk about the overall energies, um, important things to be aware of, and then your yoga practices and journal prompts. So um, if you want the dates, they are in the Yogiscopes planner. You can go to yogiscopes.com slash 2023 to grab your copy. It is now 50% off if you use the code June Abundance. Cause once we, June's not halfway through the year, technically the first of July is, but here we are. If you want 50% off for the planner, since we're almost halfway through the year, June Abundance is 50% off of the planner, or you could join the membership. We'll talk about that more in a minute. So um, Pluto went retrograde on May 1st. It will be retrograde until October 10th. Saturn starts its retrograde in Aquarius on June 17th, where it will retrograde through Aquarius the whole time until November 4th. And then Neptune starts its retrograde in Pisces on June 30th, and it will retrograde there until December 6th. And then I've been mentioning this one a lot recently on the podcast because I think it's going to be a sort of big deal. It's going to impact a lot of people. Um, Venus will go retrograde on July 22nd in the sign of sidereal Leo, where it will retrograde until August 7th, and it will move back into Cancer on that day. And it will retrograde through Cancer until September 3rd when it goes direct in Cancer. And then... Um, where it currently is, by the way, Venus is in Cancer right now with Mars and Mars is debilitated in Cancer. So some of these energies might already be present. I've been talking about that recently a lot on the podcast. Um, and then Mercury will go retrograde again on August 23rd and it will retrograde in Leo until September 15th. So that might present a little bit of extra challenges for especially, uh, communication while it's retrograding there with um, well, Venus will have moved back to Cancer by that time. But anyway, um, whatever notice whatever Venus retrograde is bringing up, especially while it's in Leo. We'll talk about that more in detail soon. Um, and then Uranus is going retrograde in Aries on August 28th, and it will retrograde there until January 27th. And then Jupiter is going retrograde on September 4th. Notice that is the day after Venus goes direct. So I think that that's like nice, in my opinion, that um, they're kind of switching off in that way. Um, Jupiter will go direct on December 30th, and then we'll have our final Mercury retrograde of the year from December 13th until January 1st. So this really covers, those are all the dates of the retrogrades for the rest of the year, but notice that the bulk of them are starting between now and August. So it's June right now. So for the next three months, we have like, uh, well, if you count Jupiter's retrograde starting in September 4th, for the next, you know, yeah, that's still three months from now because it's the beginning of June. Yeah. For the next three months, we have seven planets going retrograde. And then the only one outside of that sort of window is Mercury's 
uh, I guess fourth retrograde for this year because we started the year with Mercury retrograde and we will end the year with Mercury retrograde this year. So that's a lot of retrogrades. Let's talk about what it means. Okay, so like I said, there's a lot of fear-mongering, I suppose, around, maybe that's not the right word, fear-mongering, but there's just maybe some like misunderstandings around what retrogrades are. It, it does seem to evoke some fear in people or like just undue stress, if you ask me. Really, what retrogrades mean in Vedic astrology is the planets get stronger. And we'll talk about why. Um, but I first want to point out that the majority of these retrogrades are happening around the fire signs of Leo and Aries. So we have uh, Venus and Mercury's retrograde happening in Leo and Cancer for Venus. But um, then we have Uranus and Jupiter retrograding in Aries. And then we have the other sort of like predominant energy of the retrogrades is um, Saturn. We have Saturn retrograde. That's a big one. We also have Pluto retrograding in Capricorn, which is a Saturn ruled sign. So the the fire energy is strong here with these retrogrades and also Saturn energy is strong. So what that means in a practical sense is that, as I've been saying for several weeks now, Agni, considering your Agni and your digestive fire and your sense of, are you burnt out or do you feel like you have a sort of... Uh, balanced Agni where you feel this sense of inner radiance, like inner fire in a good way, not in a way that is uh, sluggish or on the other end of the spectrum, like tending towards burnout. So so that's going to be a really key thing to think about with all these retrogrades. And then another one with all of the Saturn energy is, are your routines and your habits and the structures in your life sort of standing the test of time, which includes standing the test of challenges that like might be brought up by retrogrades. Because if our routines and habits only work in a perfect world where we're not have experiencing challenges, that's like not really a thing, right? Like we all experience challenges all the time. So during these retrogrades is a really good time to make sure that we have some good habits and practices and routines to carry us through the more challenging times because that's like I was saying the good and bad news of retrograde season is it's going to show you where maybe your sort of habits or like how you approach things isn't sustainable for um like we really want to bolster ourselves against um challenges right like that's the idea is to rise to meet challenges instead of try to prevent them or or just you know, collapse in the face of them. So that's what kind of what retrograde season is all about. And then the only other sort of different energy we have going on with all these retrograde is Neptune will retrograde in Pisces. Neptune is considered a co-ruler of Pisces. I've explained this before. There's a lot of debate in the Vedic astrology world whether we should factor in the outer planets of Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto anyway, because none of them are in the ancient texts because they weren't discovered yet when the ancient texts were sort of being transmitted and written down and coded, whatever. So um, some people are really attached to not using them. I'm not one of those people. So anyway, Neptune retrograde in Pisces is sort of adding this like dreaminess, maybe like 
I don't want to say like loss of touch with reality. That's a little bit extreme. Maybe in some in some cases that might be like what it is. But in the majority of cases, the Neptune retrograde, and that one's from December or June 30th to December 6th, that one might be bringing some unrealistic expectations might be a better word. It might that it might add that challenge to the mix. So just keep that in mind as we talk about, you know, sort of these can you make structures for your life that are sustainable? Can you focus on what's important and prioritize what's important so that the important work is still getting done in the face of challenges? And so I mentioned we would talk about what this means Ayurvedically. So here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're in summertime, Pitta season. The days are longer, the sun is out more, it's hotter outside. So um, then if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, it's winter. Either way, we're sort of at this like extreme season-wise. Like I was thinking about this as I was making my notes for the episode. January and July, at least where I live, are the months where the HVAC people, like the people that do your heating and air, are the most busy because those are like the most extremes of temperature wise. And I would almost be willing to bet that it's the same in the Southern hemisphere, even though the extreme is flipped, right? If that makes sense. Like when it's at the peak of hot and the peak of long days here, it's the peak of cold and peak of short days there, right? If that makes sense. So, but the extremes like happen at the same time. Like our longest day is the Southern hemisphere shortest day. So either way, like in the Northern hemisphere, we typically have a lot of retrogrades around the end of the year. And so speaking from experience of studying this and seeing how it plays out in my own life um, over the years, the wheel of the year sort of for um, us here in the Northern hemisphere is we have you know, the winter time, winter time is kapha season. That's like, you know, after the winter solstice in December through like March or so when we start moving into, um, well, still kapha season, um, where it's a time to like be with the earth, like pulled back to your root. Um, and then we have this explosion of new energy coming around, late March, April, and we see that astrologically as things move into Aries season. Um, and then also the days are getting longer past the spring equinox. So I just want to point out that also like most systems of astrology were origin, they originated from the Northern hemisphere. So to me, it makes sense that a lot of the astrological, um, cycles sort of parallel the seasons of the Northern hemisphere. And then in summertime, we have this like retrograde season, Pitta season is a time to like kind of cool off a little bit, right? Like we have this explosion of fiery energy and new energy in the spring and that's not sustainable, right? Like we can't just keep doing new stuff all the time. Then we move into retrograde season and Pitta season where it's time to like pare back and see what's going to make it for the long term, right? And then we move into Vata season where it's an even deeper like scaling back and getting back towards that routines, you know, as we move into fall. And so that's kind of the pattern of the year. And we see that reflected astrologically as well as Ayurvedically. So I think the, the astrology really lends itself well, in my opinion, to the seasons of their Northern hemisphere, but in the Southern hemisphere, because I know there's a, a big Vedic astrology community in 
like Australia and places like that. Um, some folks in South America I know are into it. And so for those of you in the Southern Hemisphere, I think it's still valid that these retrograde seasons, just like in the dead of winter, is a time to slow down and get back to what's really important before you then go through this um, bursting of new energy in your spring, um, which will be our fall, right? Um, the, the overall message is the same, that it's a good time to sort of slow down and get back to basics is the overall um, energy of retrograde season. And then so also one more point that I want to make before moving into like how to use this energy, what it's a good time for, a bad time for, your yoga practices and journal prompts is that um, in Vedic astrology, we have this concept called Shadbala, which means, so Shad means sixth. It's like a um, prefix word for six and Bala means strength. Um, and so we have, it, there's six different factors that go into planetary strength. And one of them is Chestabala, which is the speed strength. And so the other ones are things like dig bala which is like directional strength we talk we're talking about that in our astrology for yogis course right now like um what houses planets are stronger in like for example one of them mars is directionally strong in the 10th house so that kind of stuff factors into the strength of the planet if you have a vedic astrology software it will just like tell you the score the shad bala score you can also um get that on my website if you go to yogiscopes.com fancy dash chart. I think it shows up there. I know the dashes show up there. If you're curious about your shot bala, you can ask me, um, which is like your overall planetary strength. It factors in all of these things. And the important piece for retrogrades is Chestabala, which has to do with the speed of planets. And the slower they go, the stronger they are. And I don't know about you, but maybe I have some inherent in my brain that like stronger is better some like cultural conditioning going on that stronger is better. But in this sense, stronger does not necessarily mean better results, like that it's going to be good. Like, so if you have a problem going on with whatever a planet represents, that problem is going to be more in your face during the retrograde season. So that's where the sort of like, like I was saying, like good and bad news is that if you are really strong in an area, and that planet goes retrograde, you might feel like more at home, especially if you have that planet retrograde in your birth chart. It might feel like you might notice it more than other folks, but it might not be as quote unquote bad for you. Um, but if you are experiencing issues related to either what the planet represents, you, that planet is like weak for you, or you're experiencing issues related to, like I mentioned, that house. Like if you look at where Aries, Leo, um, and Aquarius mainly, look at where those signs are for you and what houses they represent. Are you experiencing trouble in those areas of life? And I would encourage you to approach this as a time to use that strength to your advantage. Use the strength of the planet to bolster against your weaknesses, if that makes sense. So the planet gets stronger. Stronger is only 
good if it's already good. Like it's strengthening the good or it's strengthening the bad. And so what we want to do during retrogrades is um, pay attention to like if you experience challenges and see what you can do to sort of fix that. So basically as planets slow down. So this, for example, Saturn's effects are much stronger on our life because it's the slowest moving personal planet. Like the outer planets are slower moving, but the ones that we really, really pay attention to in Vedic astrology, Saturn is the slowest moving of those. And Mercury's effects can be more noticeable. It is the quickest moving aside from the moon. Um, it's the quickest moving. So its effects can be more noticeable. They're less subtle, if that makes sense, but they're not going to be as consequential to the overall outcome of your life. Um, if that makes sense. So the slower a planet goes, the stronger it is, which means when a planet slows down, they slow down until they stop and then they appear to move backwards from our perspective. That's like what happens during a retrograde. So moving backwards is like the strongest, it's like the slowest way a planet can move is backwards, right? If that makes sense. So um, basically all of that factors in to say it's a good time to do the behind the scenes work of your life. Like that's why I think it gets this bad thing because it's like, it's technically not a good time to be like doing new stuff that's like out in the world necessarily. Um, it's more time to like focus on the behind the scenes of sort of like tidy up behind the scenes, which means you're not necessarily putting new things out into the world. But like I was explaining, explaining a moment ago with the Ayurvedic considerations of this is like, that's not sustainable anyway. Like we know this with the moon phases, the expansion and contraction of our breath, like we're always going through expansion and contraction. You can't always be in expansion, right? And to think that it's a bad thing to have a time where we're not in expansion is like misleading in my opinion. So often it is said for any retrogrades, you focus on the RE words. And I love that. So I brainstormed, brainstormed some for you. And so you might apply this, these ideas to, especially Aries, Leo, and Aquarius. Look at where those signs are for you, because that's where the majority of these retrogrades or the like most impactful, I guess, ones are happening with the, the Venus and Mercury retrogrades in Leo and also Cancer for Venus. Um, and then Saturn retrograding in Aquarius and Aries, we have the Uranus and Jupiter retrogrades. So you might consider, you know, Agni related to those. Aquarius is also like, how are we contributing to the greater good? It's ruled by Saturn, right? So can you reorganize, review, revolutionize, reinforce, like reinforce what is working, lean heavily into those strengths. Um, retrospection, look back at the like past mistakes and perhaps integrate the lessons related to those areas, rewrite, re-accept, like maybe there's some area of that, you know, some piece of that area of life that is hard to accept. And if you can re-accept that, you might have a better time integrating it to move forward rather than trying to fight it, 
reassemble. Like, so especially if, let's say Aries is in your fourth house, that you might like watch out for having to reassemble your car. <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff would be uh, what I mean by that. Um, or like, um, if it's, yeah, like reassemble the drawers of your home or something like that kind of stuff. Recalculate, especially if let's say Aries is in your second house, that would make you a Pisces ascendant for Pisces ascendant, recalculate your budget, right? That kind of stuff. Rebuy. Notice if you have to, um, get new ones of the things of whatever, you know what I mean? Resign. So watch out. That's why people always say, watch out for signing contracts because there might be some issue with them. Readjust. You might have to readjust the contract or whatever. Rediscover. Rediscover that area of your life. Rediscover how you want to relate to it, right? Reiterate. You might have to repeat yourself some. Rekindle. That can be good, especially related to the Venus retrograde. Can you rekindle some like creative elements or some uh, like romance maybe, especially if... Uh, Leo and Cancer maybe falls in your seventh house or fifth house, that kind of stuff. Um, reread, it's a good time for rereading books. Remarry, maybe. Renew, repay, reflect, recover, and then react or respond, right? So this time basically is a, is a good time for um, learning from past mistakes doing the behind the scenes work to make sure that your foundations are super strong. And so with that said, it's a bad time for expecting things to be perfect. So that's what the main caveat that I want to give is that a lot of folks are like, just don't like, it's almost like don't do anything during Mercury retrograde, because if you do, it might have problems. And I just, I'm here to tell you, you're going to have problems. Just expect it. Right. So, um, yeah, lower your expectations and try to release perfectionism during this time, basically, is what I want to point out. It's okay to put things out into the world if you just let go of your perfectionism. Because honestly, um, having this mindset of knowing that things that you put out into the world are going to have to be an iterative process, like you're going to have to reiterate things, you're going to have to review things, Um and retrospect and look back on what worked or what didn't like just knowing that is healthy in my opinion i think this idea of like not doing anything during retrograde season because you might have to do it again later is like misleading and not helpful because any good things in life you're probably going to have to keep working at until you get it right like you're probably not going to get it right the first time so if anything with a healthy respect for like not stretching yourself too far, especially with that Neptune retrograde piece, um, can you really use this time to like fix the problems with whatever? So if you're like, maybe you do like a soft launch of something or like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's a good use of this energy. It's a bad use of the energy to put something out there and expect it to be perfect and be mad if there's problems, right? Like that's a bad use of retrograde energy. A good use is to, maybe you do put something new out there. Like I just launched this big course and it's a whole like, I'm reviewing, using this time to review what works and doesn't work. So by the next time we run it, uh, it'll be better. I will have 
figured out all the things that I thought would work that don't necessarily work as well. And that's, in my opinion, a good use of the energy. So in terms of yoga practice, how do you apply this to your yoga practice? First of all, just get back to basics with all the limbs. So do you have a personal practice? Do you um, work with the yamas and the niyamas, the, the ethical codes and the sort of you know, like how we should conduct ourselves? Can you make that fit better into your life? Do you have an asana practice? Do you um, meditate? Like that kind of stuff. Can you work that stuff back into the foundations of your being? And notice if you're like, oh, I just really can't get to my practice because it's like summertime or wintertime or whatever. You know what I mean? If you're in the southern hemisphere because of like this time of year, I just really can't get to it because I have all this extra shit going on, right? Um, and that's really common of retrograde season. And if your practice falls to the wayside during that, then what that means in a practical sense is that your practice is not sustainable against the test of life. So that's the kind of thing you would look at to get back to basics, to work your practice into where it can still happen, even when there's retrogrades and holidays and it's cold outside or it's hot outside or whatever, you know what I mean? So that kind of stuff would be a good thing to look at during this time. So really it's the next three months, like next four or five months that all of this, the retrogrades will be like very predominant in the energy. And then also slow flow. So in terms of an asana sense, slow flow, finding your power in the strength in long holds. So can you practice staying with it on and off the mat? This idea of like, even when things get hard, even when challenges are presented, how are you going to practice how you respond to that and improve on, um, you know, reinforce the positive and sort of reimagine the stuff that's not working as well. And then also in an asana sense, ladder flows are really good for any retrograde. This idea of like, maybe you start with, I've done ladder flows from a sun salutation or a moon salutation as the base. Um, sun salutation is a little more obvious, especially if you do like sun B, the one with, uh, warrior pose in it. Actually, that's what I taught this week in the Yogi Scopes flow was, um, starting from sun B, we would add on like a pyramid pose and then a humble warrior and then warrior three, you know? And so, but it's like you do a sun B and then the next time from the warrior pose, you add on one pose. And so you're constantly revisiting these poses and each time you stay, with the new one a little bit longer and the next time you come back and you revisit that pose. So that's kind of, that's the, that's the energy of retrogrades, right? Like revisiting things and seeing how, um, you can improve or what needs to change or whatever. That's, that's retrograde energy. So journal prompts for the retrograde energy. What unfinished projects or goals have been on the back burner and why? So why do these things go on the back burner? Why is, some, you know, there a project that maybe you want to prioritize, but other things are getting in the way or feeling more important? Like, how can you um, either let that fall away or let something else fall away so that you can prioritize a project or goal that, that matters to you or let it 
fall away because you find out that it doesn't really matter, right? Um, what areas of my life feel stagnant or in need of review and revision? So stagnancy can also be an indication of like doing too much. There's this element of if you get too rajasic, you go tamasic, right? Like if you do so much, too much stuff, you end up feeling burnt out. Or sometimes when you feel like you're not doing enough, it's because you're actually doing too much, right? You know, that that kind of energy. So is there an area that feels stagnant, that it feels like it could be refreshed, reinvigorated? And is it, um, yeah, like how can you review or revise it in a way that it feels sustainable and like it lights you up? And then what in your life is worth fixing? What do you want to double down on? So that's the idea of the retrograde energy is to double down on the stuff that is worth fixing, worth putting the energy into. And then letting the stuff that falls away, you know, the stuff that doesn't seem worth doubling down on, just letting it fall away. It might be a painful process, but it's worth it, right? And what lessons have I learned from previous challenges that seem to be coming up repeatedly and how can I apply them moving forward? So this is the notion that like you're going to keep running into challenges, the same challenge in maybe a different way until you sort of like learn how to deal with it. Like it doesn't get easier, you just get better. And that's that's retrograde season for you. So good news and bad news of the retrograde season. So I'd like to invite you to the membership. As I mentioned, if you want these dates, they're in the planner. You can get the planner separately along with the yearly planning season session. It's also 50% off. They're separate things, but you can get them both now. Both things are 50% off. But on June 21st, the summer solstice or winter solstice, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, we are going to have a special solstice yoga practice. And after that, we will look at the next quarter of astrology more in depth and talk about um, ways to work with it more deeply. So um, if you join the membership, you can get access to the, the planner with all the dates along with that yearly planning session and our quarterly planning from the spring. And then this uh, June 21st special yoga practice for International Yoga Day and um, quarterly planning session only available to members. And then you also get the sign by signs and all the other fun stuff in the membership. So I'd really love to see you into that in that community and welcome you in there and help you um, get acquainted to all those extra resources if you are ready to go deeper with your Vedic astrology study in a community setting. You can go to yogiscopes.com slash membership if you like to get the details and check it out. So with that said, keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time, friends.